0: Hello, this is Rory with The Love Chat, and today's topic is attachment styles. Now, this is video number 171. If you have a question you'd like for me to consider featuring on The Love Chat, please write it in a comment below, and if you enjoy these videos, I would be very grateful if you'd subscribe and hit like. Also, if you'd like to do a Skype or email coaching, just visit my website, thelovechat.net slash coaching. Now then, let's talk about attachment styles. This is a big, big topic. So... Let's start from the very beginning, and then we'll work our way into each of the most common attachment styles. So first, what is an attachment style? Simply put, in layman's terms, an attachment style is the bond that you've learned to connect to from the time when you were a baby, and that's basically how you learn to love other people later in life. So you might see that some people are really clingy, you might see that some people don't like being touched and they're not good with a lot of closeness and they need a lot of alone time you might see some people who are just totally fine they're solid there's no problem um they can spend time with you they can spend time away from you and nothing really shakes them or makes them worry this is what we call attachment style now attachment style is formed from the time you are born until about two to three. There's a lot of different articles that say a lot of different things, which is why we have to add a grain of salt whenever you dive into scholarly articles because there's just too many variables. So let's say it's about from zero to two and a half. We'll meet in the middle. So think about this. You're a little baby observing everything that your parent does. You learn how to walk from your parents or caretakers or guardians, whatever word you want to use. You learn how to speak how to put food in your mouth using a spoon, and how to love. And this is twofold, right? You learn how to love by watching them love each other and by how they treat you. And this later manifests in your life, in in your adult relationships, as what is known as attachment. So there are three big ones that we often talk about, and then they split off into smaller little details, but we're going to do broad strokes here. The first attachment style and the most common attachment style is what's known as the anxious attachment style. This is when your parents, guardians, caretakers did a pretty good job, and they gave you a good amount of attention, and yet it was during those times as a child where you did not get enough attention that you formed a bit of an anxious attachment. And also consider that perhaps one or both of your parents might show a lot of signs of being really anxious. It's normal That if anxious people raised you, you'll probably have some anxious tendencies. So you learn to love from your caretakers and you begin to mimic their behaviors. You accept them as part of your own. So that's the anxious attachment. You'll see this manifest in many different ways in relationships. A lot of the time, for example, if you're dating and you're not officially with somebody yet, you'll text them, they'll text you, you'll text them back and 10 minutes go by, and you begin to get really nervous because you want to know that everything's okay. Because if everything isn't okay, then that means you did something wrong. If you did something wrong, that means you guys aren't going to date. If you guys aren't going to date, that means you're not going to be happy. And it's just that stream of consciousness, that word vomit of the mind constantly when it comes to dating. Now, this is a changeable state. Attachment style is changeable. It is not forever. It does require a lot of thought. It does require a lot of diving deep with your local professional counselor. But it is changeable once you acknowledge that you have these traits. And that goes for the other attachment styles that I'm going to mention as well. So anxious attachment style. People tend to have been raised from people who are anxious, tend to have been left in the crib crying, maybe just a little too long, to the point where they got kind of nervous, right? Am I going to be fed? Where's my parents? Where's the people who take care of me? Now, where does that come from? That comes from a fear that if we do not have the people who took care of us in our lives as a baby, as an infant, when we cannot take care of ourselves, that we're going to die. This fear of death as an infant is known as primal panic. Primal panic basically boiled down to its most basic terms means because you're a baby, because you can't get up and feed yourself, because you can't change yourself or really even walk when you're a child, you develop a fear Of dying because the people who take care of you aren't around. You cry and you go into this state of panic where back in the day with cavemen and cavewomen if your parents weren't around you were gonna get eaten by a lion and that was pretty much it. Today obviously that's not the case but our brains have not caught up with our technology and so it's important to remember that in many ways our brains are still working on information of the past. Okay, getting into the next attachment style. The next one is probably the one you're all afraid of, and this is called the avoidant attachment style. Now, before I go any further, I want to say that this is all a spectrum. You can be a little avoidant. You can be really avoidant. You can be a little anxious and maybe a little secure, which is the next one we'll get to after this. But remember, like I said earlier, your attachment style is not Permanent. It can be changed. So the avoidant attachment style is pretty much when somebody is an anxious attachment style turned up to 11. Avoidance is a form of self-protection. We learn as a baby we cannot reliably count on our caretakers. We're left crying too long. We're not fed on time. We're not changed in time. We learn that basically I can't trust these people. If I trust these people, I have a greater chance of dying. And so your brain develops all these sorts of resistances. I can't let my guard down. If I let my guard down, I'll get hurt. If I get hurt, I'll die. Remember, this all links back to evolutionary theories. It's fear of death. It's fear of pain. People who are anxious or avoidant fear pain. So they do what they can to guard themselves from pain. What is anxiety? Anxiety is the fear of pain, the fear that something is going to go wrong. It's usually wrong because, again, our brains have not caught up with modern-day thinking, modern-day technology, modern-day dating. Avoiding something completely and shying away from physical contact or touch, even though they really want it, is a form of self-protection. It's been built into them because they learned that's what they had to do to get themselves through a tough time. And so... Many of you worry during a breakup that your ex is avoidant. And I've tried to make this really clear. And I'll try to do so again. There is a difference between attachment style and detachment. So we're not considering attachment style during a breakup. It doesn't make sense. Why, you might ask. The answer is because you have been broken up with. It is completely normal for the person who broke up with you to want to avoid you, right? I can be completely secure. I can be a little avoidant. I can be a little anxious. And every one of those will want to avoid you after a breakup. Why? Because they don't want you to get the wrong idea. They don't want to lead you on. They don't want to hurt you. But also they don't want to interact with you. It's a breakup after all. It's normal to not want to be around somebody you broke up with. So I get so many people who ask, hey, my ex is avoiding me. Are they avoidant? There's a bit of a difference, and I think you guys know it. An avoidant is somebody who struggles with closeness during a relationship, during the attachment phase. They need a lot of alone time. They need time to themselves. Physical touch kind of makes them shudder a bit. They're not used to being able to accept affection into their life. But after a breakup, everybody kind of avoids us, right? Because we know... That the only thing we're probably going to do after a breakup is try and get them back. And that's not what they want. So naturally, they'll avoid us. In the same way a five-year-old kid avoids a needle at the doctor's office. Now, does attachment style have a role to play in breakups? Yes, it does. But in ways that perhaps you aren't considering, right? So if somebody's really avoidant or really anxious, there will be a natural proclivity to live out those terms, right? If I'm anxious, I'll usually be anxious about most things. If I'm avoidant, and it relates to love, remember, we're talking about attachment style, I will usually be pretty avoidant about most things. But the problem is, it's a spectrum. I can be a little anxious, or I can be completely anxious. I can be a little avoidant, or I can be completely 100%, keep me away from love, I want nothing to do with it. Those types of people will make themselves pretty obvious pretty early on. After this puppy love stage ends, you'll know what their attachment style is. You'll know if they have a proclivity to avoid, or if they have a proclivity to be anxious, or nothing really gets to them in a relationship. So it works its magic after a breakup in different ways because it recontexts situations. So here's maybe a good example to help wrap some of this up. If I want to do something nice for my partner, and I decide to buy her some flowers, and she's really anxious... There will be a greater proclivity to turn that into something negative. Oh, how sweet. I got flowers. What did you do wrong? W- oh my god, what happened? Did something happen? That's the frame of mind an anxious person would take. Now, if it's avoidant, and I bought them flowers, they would look at the flowers, and again, we're talking about extreme cases here, higher and higher-spectrum cases of avoidance. They'd look at the flowers and go, oh. Why? Because they're not used to affection, they're not used to closeness, and it makes them feel very weird when they get it. So, let's get to the last one. The last attachment style is secure. This is when you've had a great upbringing with loving parents who attended to your needs when you needed them and allowed you to be free when you needed to be free and explore as a child. Because helicopter parents are one of the worst things that can happen to a baby. So... The secure attachment style means I know that my parents, my caretakers, are reliably there. I don't need to worry about if they are solid or not. I know I can reliably count on them. I never need to worry about if they're going to be there. And they did a good job instilling a sense of confidence in me, which I now carry out into the world. That's secure attachment. And I hate to break it to you guys. This is probably the rarest one. Why? Is because so many of us are just so damn anxious, and I try and explain to people that this is a changeable state. You can fix your attachment style. You can change it. It does require work, right? It's not just, oh, I'm avoidant, let me stop being avoidant, because this stuff's been built into you from the time you were a baby, but it is changeable. So I'm going to stop the video here, but as an exercise, I want you to list a couple of people in your life and ask yourselves, Well, what do I think this person is? What evidence do I use to suggest that they are that thing? What is my ex, if I could take a good guess? What is my mom and my dad? What is my best friend? So this will help you get good at identifying attachment styles. And after that, try and identify your own. How do you work on an attachment style? Admit which one you have. And then do the work with a counselor and do the self-love and the self-healing that we talk about on this channel. That's all I have for today. If you found my video helpful, I'd be very grateful if you'd subscribe and hit like. The book is coming out on the 31st. I'm super excited. It's going to be offered on Amazon. We are not going to do pre-orders. It will be an ebook. and on the day before it releases, I'm going to release a video just kind of explaining what the book's going to be, how long the book's going to be, who should buy it, who probably doesn't need it, Um, and I am really excited to release it to you guys. I can call myself an author now. That's pretty cool. All right, anyway, rant over. Um, If you enjoy my videos, please subscribe and hit like. I appreciate you all. You guys are awesome. And I'll be back with another video tomorrow. Until next time.